Onasu. This morning, of course, we'll come to the end of the cycle, this 10, ten series of, of the four measurables. We'll end with the grand finale, which is really Donglen, or the sending and receiving, within the context of equanimity. And as we attend to others, if we should attend very closely, very piercingly, as we do when we're probing inwards, as in the awareness of awareness, attending in upon the agent, in upon the observer, then as we see within, so do we see without, simply a manifold of empty appearances. You never hit something solid, something real, something inherently existent, looking either inside nor outside. So looking with that eye of wisdom, one sees no self, no other, as anything inherently existent empty. But if we follow the second trajectory, utterly complementary, by way of the four immeasurables, then we see, rather than an emptiness, one, we see rather a, a profound, one could even say intrinsic, interconnectedness. And so a theme that comes up very frequently in the Buddhist tradition, not only the Mahayana tradition, but also in the Pali canon, and you find it elsewhere, of course, and that is a sense of all sentient beings being our family. They're all being ours. My mother, my sister, my father, my brother. Just a sense of interconnectedness that there's no one really outside. And so in that respect, everyone is mine. My sister, my son, my brother, my mother, and so forth, that they're all mine. So from one perspective, no mine at all. From the other perspective, all mine. And then if we go to this, what I do believe is a deeper perspective, penetrating through the substrate consciousness, penetrating right to primordial consciousness, pristine awareness, then from that perspective, all appearances are seen as I and mine. And there cannot possibly be anything outside of that. It's all I and mine. But then what is the referent of I? Of course, it's pristine awareness which is beyond individuation. So we'll end in this method, a method of allowing the awareness just to go into just an open and expanse and seeing, simply noting from moment to moment who comes to mind. Human beings, non-human beings, living or dead, close or far, pleasant and unpleasant, and so forth. Just see who comes knocking on your door, on the door of awareness. But as they come to the mind, again, unlike the practice of settling the mind in this natural state, where we simply attend to the appearances of the mind as appearances of the mind, they're just empty appearances and nothing more arising in our own substrate consciousness. Now when the appearances of individuals or communities and so forth come to mind, then we use that, those appearances to almost like a slingshot, or, yeah, like, like a slingshot, we use that to project our awareness to the persons themselves. So they become the referent. They become the object of our attention, right? as we attend closely and then practice. Attending closely, they become real. And in this way, as we break down all the barriers, we achieve this boundless equanimity. Break down the barriers, we 
experience kind of an unconditional sense of caring with respect to all, whoever comes to mind. And as I was told many, many years ago by my very dear abbot in the first monastery in which I was a monk, he said, if you bring that safe evenness of heart, that equal openness of heart to everyone who comes to mind and everyone who comes into the field of experience, as you're simply engaging with reality around you, if you bring that evenness of heart to every single one, then that will do it for all sentient beings. That for you is all sentient beings. You don't have to try to imagine seven billion human beings or how many billions of animals there are on this planet and how many sentient beings there are in a hundred billion galaxies, each with a hundred billion or a trillion stars, and who knows how many inhabit it. We don't have to quite have that much imagination. Just taking our sampling, our sampling of all the people who come into our field of experience, all the individual sentient beings who come to mind, if we can see truly that the heart is equally open to each one, then that's good enough. That will, be, that will do for all sentient beings, especially as we maintain that from day to day, month to month, lifetime to lifetime, and the heart remains open, then for all practical purposes, that's all sentient beings. So that'll be good enough. We can be content. So let's practice. But we begin, as always, by settling our body, speech, and mind in their own state of equipoise, of evenness, by settling each one in its natural state, calming the mind with mindfulness of breathing for a little while.
and turn your attention to the space of the mind. As you first settle your mind in its natural state, And then as the appearances of individuals, or perhaps communities of people, spontaneously come to mind. Stay a little. Attend closely. Direct your attention beyond the mere appearances in your mind to the actual people themselves. And then attend closely. until they become real for you. And attend more closely until you can see the common ground between yourself and the other. As you breathe in, imagine the darkness of their own suffering, the causes of their suffering. As you breathe in, arouse this aspiration of compassion. May you be free of suffering and its causes. And imagine this darkness being drawn into the light of your heart, and breath by breath being extinguished there without trace. Imagine this person becoming free. Breath by breath, as you breathe out, arouse the aspiration of loving kindness. May you, like myself, find happiness and the cause of happiness. And breathe out this light of loving kindness and joy. Imagining that this person finds their own fulfillment.
and let your attention rove freely, spontaneously, like a bee going from one flower to another in a garden. Alight where you will, stay as long as you like, and then move on.
release all appearances and let your awareness remain in its own nature. If we ask why engage in such a practice where we may be even sitting alone in our rooms with no one around at all, attending to others by way of mental images and thoughts, one may ask, what's the real point of this? What's the aim? How do you know when you succeed? There should be some kind of criterion. Is this worthwhile or not? And the immediate answer from the Buddha's side is that the primary reason for engaging in such practice, all of the four measurables, is to bring about a transformation within our own hearts, minds. That's it. A greater sense of caring and affection, of compassion, of empathy, and then this utter evenness, breaking down the barriers, which are entirely internal. Other people can't impose barriers on us. They can behave in all kinds of ways, but they don't have the power to impose barriers so that we simply cannot experience loving kindness, compassion, and so forth. Nobody else has that power, only our own minds can throw up its own barriers. So here, the primary p- purpose of the practice is to break down, to melt those barriers, another kind of breakthrough, so to speak, rather than immediately trying to break through to pristine awareness, breaking through to boundless loving kindness, and so on. But then the thought may also come up, is it possible that there might be some actual benefit here and now as we are attending to people who are distant in, distant in space? Might they be in any way influenced, any way touched by our meditation here in this part of the globe? And once again, the Buddhist response is that on those occasions or in those situations where there's a very strong karmic connection, could be from past lives, it could be a very strong karmic connection in this lifetime, but some really deep, strong intertwining of oneself and the other, whether through a very deep bond of friendship or romantic or spousal relationship, a blood relationship, a kin kin relationship, something of that sort, then where there's an especially strong karmic connection, the answer is yes, it it can be possible. It goes both ways, and some of you actually have experienced this for yourself. You've told me in our private meetings of in your meditation, in your dreams, or just during the waking state, having some strong intuition, and I've heard this quite a few times by now, right here in Phuket during the eight-week retreats, having some very strong intuition that some, something's going on, something is up, 
with some loved one, something so strong that you get onto the internet, or you call them up, and, you, and lo and behold, it turns out to be correct. Right? That person may be thousands of miles away. Or sometimes it may be a premonition of something that's not even yet occurred, but connected to someone with whom we have some kind of closeness. And so we may actually receive influence from others just by the dynamics of their lives. And this pratita samutpada, this intertwining, this network of relationships, like in a web, tweaking the web here and then finding a reverberations way over there. So it can come inward, but also as we are generating such a quality of heart, such aspirations, such thoughts, then it can also go out. And we might actually touch the lives of others. So it's possible. We just keep an open mind and see. But we don't have to wait for that. That is, that's not the criterion of success. Did you feel me? Did you feel me this week? Did you feel me this way? I was really working at it. You didn't? Back to the drawing board. That's not the criterion. That's not the criterion of success. Did you, you know, did you sense me meditating on you? If it happens, it happens. It doesn't happen. That doesn't mean much. Crucial point is, are you seeing the transformation in your own heart and mind? Are the barriers breaking down? If they're not, they're not so important that we're touching other people. Because <laughs> maybe we're touching them in a way that's, you know, who knows, just touching them. Whereas if the barriers are being bro broken down in our own hearts and minds, then it's all good, definitely worthwhile. Enjoy your day.